Welcome to This Girl Puts Out. I'm your host, Carm Macaretta, and I interview real women with real stories about real life stuff. I'm inviting you to laugh, cry, and connect with my guests as they share some of their most impactful life experiences, from their brightest moments to their darkest hours. For more stories and an opportunity to share your own, visit me at thisgirlputsout.com. Welcome everyone to This Girl Puts Out. I'm your host, Carm, and today I'd like to introduce you to a new friend of mine, a very special woman who I'm privileged to know, and her name is LaToya. And LaToya is joining us today to tell us about her mission to free women from emotional bondage through a relationship with God. And just to tell you a little bit about LaToya, she does hold a bachelor's degree in business administration with a concentration in finance. She has over 15 years of marketing training. She is an ordained minister, and I'm going to let her tell you a little bit more about herself. Welcome, LaToya. Thank you for joining us today. Arm, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be on this platform. Um, I know when we first connected and then I, I took a look at your website, I was just so amazed. I said, oh my gosh, what you are doing, Carm, is just so incredible. And unfortunately, a lot of women, we struggle you know, we struggle we by ourselves. It's, it's a battle that happens on the inside. You know, when we're out in public, we look great. We have this beautiful smile on our face, but deep down, there's a battle that's going on on the inside, you know, and um, yes. that's what that's what Thou Art Beautiful is all about. And so just a little bit about me before I get any deeper, yes, you know, just I'm, I'm, a, I'm a wife, um, I, I just, I would say I, I'm not newlywed anymore. We're, we're this year will be seven, eight, eight years married and I have three beautiful boys, one, three, and five, and, um, they drive me nuts and I love them also very much. <laughs> um, but when I'm not a mom, cause, uh, for the last five years, I've been, you know, knee deep in diapers and mommyhood responsibilities, when I'm not doing that, I'm a businesswoman. I'm a, I'm a minister. I'm an encourager. I'm a friend. You know, I'm someone that most people can come to and let their hair down and cry on my shoulder. I'm that shoulder to lean on. You know, that's that's me. That's my personality. Mm. When mm. I'm not helping a friend or, or, or encouraging someone or helping someone start their business, I love to travel. I love to just visit beautiful places in the world. And um, I enjoy reading good books. I think um, reading is so essential for, you know, for your development. And just to kind of make it through life, because life can be tough. So, um, and when I'm not traveling or being a mom, what am I doing? I'm preaching the gospel. You know, I love to speak, teach, train, educate. It's just a passion of mine. And who would have thought this little shy island girl would grow up to be a transformational speaker? Because when I speak, I don't want you to just feel good and then go back to your broken lives. No, when I teach, when I speak, I want you to be free. I want you to be liberated. I want you to have an action guide, a step-by-step -step plan to say, you know what? I heard Toya speak and I think I can make it. You know, I think I could start this business. I think I can go on another step, you know? So in a nutshell, 
that's me. I was born and raised in the island of St. Martin. And at the age of 10, uh, we moved to New York. My father is was born and raised in New York City. And my mother, island girl, you know, and um, that's how they, they met through my, grand, my grandparents, my father's parents. And when we moved back at the age of 10, my father just moved back home. So we moved back to the Bronx. And then at 19, the University of Buffalo sends me a a letter, a plane ticket to come check out Buffalo. And at that time, never knew that Buffalo was an ice pit, a snow pit, a freezing <laughs> winter wonderland. And um, I fell in love because I came here in the summertime and I got trapped. And here I am, what, 20 years later? I think, is it about 20? No, almost 20 years. In, two, in 23, I'll be, it'll be 20 years later that I've been here in wonderful Buffalo, New York. So that's, um, that's a little bit about me. So you, you didn't always, you know, right now you have a a very deep relationship with God and it's guiding you in your work. And I know from our conversation that we had when we first met, uh, God's always been a part of your life, but um, at some point you, you deepened your relationship with God, but tell us a little bit about your story prior to that? Well, you know, as, um, as I mentioned, when we first um, spoke about, I was at a place where I was kind of at a crossroad, you know, I graduated from college. Um, I had this big plan for my life. I started a business, but the business wasn't growing as I thought, you know, and so all around me, all I saw was failure. My business wasn't succeeding. I was in a relationship that I should not have been with, with an older man who was mentally abusive. And, you know, I had this, this entrepreneur who had this great vision for greatness for her life. And here I am graduated from college don't have a place to live. And I, the Lord said, stay in Buffalo. So mm-hmm. I could have went home and started and had a successful business and, you know, thrive in New York city, but I obeyed the Lord and I stayed in Buffalo. And all I saw around me was failure. My, uh, the relationship was toxic. Um, and I was at a place of desperation, depressed, you know, battling with thoughts of suicide, you know, just my life was just, you know, not where I envisioned it to be. And, but thank God, like I, like you said, and, you know, I told you I had a relationship with God. So I would go to church, you know, Mm. and those sermons would keep me going, you know, and I would, I would read the Bible and um, the Lord began to minister to me in my place of brokenness. You know, there's a saying, and it says that rock bottom is the springboard for progression. And for me, at rock bottom, when everything around me was dark, I just couldn't see a way out. And as I heard the sermons at church and I began to read my Bible, you know, Jesus became real to me. You know, and, you know, the, you know, we hear about Jesus being the savior. He is, he was my savior in my place of brokenness, in my place of hopelessness. As I began to read the Bible, I was reaffirmed of who I was in him and my identity in him. And it gave me hope. And um, unfortunately, so many people um, are walking through life without, you know, and I was able to turn to the word of God and 
it was life for me, a well of water that I was able to drink from that nourished me in a place of desperate thirst. It was as if I was in a wasteland, a desert place, a dry place, because that's where I was in my life, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, very my 800 plus credit score started to slowly dwindle, go down because I couldn't pay my bills because I couldn't find a job because I couldn't get customers in my sales business, sales and marketing business. You know, it was nothing I did despite the efforts and the work and the toil that I put in, nothing was working for me, you know? And as I began to read God began to reaffirm me of who I was in him. And did things change? No, but I began to change because I was secure in who God says I said I was. And I had a hope that it was going to work out for my good. And so that began the start of my journey. So you said something very interesting about two things I wanted to bring up just from from what you've shared so far is that you started hearing God speak to you about yourself. So it wasn't that, you know, God made some big promise to you and God changed your life, brought you millions of dollars. What ha- the change was in you. It wasn't in, it wasn't external. It was within you. So even though everything else around you was still a pile of garbage, <laughs> yeah, the change was <laughs> happening in you. Yeah, that was enough for you to realize this, this change is gonna, it's gonna change things. This change in me is going to eventually change my situation. So I, I just love that you weren't, you weren't waiting for God to like grant you a wish or, (laughs) or to wave his wand and make something appear for you. You, he was changing you. And that's, that's the most important part. The other, um, question I had was you were raised with God. So you always had that relationship with God. No, not necessarily. How did you get introduced to God? I guess, you know, okay. you grow up with um, and, and you're, you're right. I did tell you that I was raised, you know, in a home where, you know, Jesus is Lord, but I was raised in a home where my mother was saved. And my father, he wasn't. And um, the kids and mommy went to church, but daddy stayed at home. Okay. But the church that we went to, Carm, OMG, it was so boring. Okay. (laughs) And it was boring to the point where my mother would even fall asleep. (laughs) She would fall asleep during church, you know, and the pastor had this baritone, Barry White voice. So the, uh, what we learned about the Bible was learned in Sunday school or, um, you know, Saturday on Saturdays, we we were raised up in a Methodist church and on Saturdays, um, we would have like, I forgot what it was called, but kids would come together. We would do choir rehearsal, dance class. And, but in Sunday school, we would learn Bible stories, you know, and as, as we all know, the story of Noah, Moses, you know, those different stories. Um, and that was that, you know, but my relationship with God really got rooted when I went to college and I joined this phenomenal church called Bethesda World Harvest International Church. I had to put it out there because the church was just so phenomenal. And it was a Pentecostal church, okay? In that church, I really learned God became real to me. God wasn't this something we did on Sundays. And here's the deal. When I came to college, 
it just felt weird not going to church on Sunday. So I just had to find some place to go. And I ended up finding that church. The Lord led me to that church. Too. And so to your point, I didn't, I, I was raised up in the church, but I didn't have a relationship with God. Like many of us could say, mm -hmm. yeah, I went to church. I went out, oh, you know, but you didn't have a really, it was just something that we did. My relationship was established when I found this Bible teaching Pentecostal church that really showed me that God was real. God is real. He's tangible. Just like I could touch this glass in my hand. He is, that is how God is so real to me. And that's where my relationship was rooted because then I was able to see things in the Bible that I never saw that was right there all along. I was raised Catholic. My parents were both prayerful people. We have a Franciscan nun in the family. Um, my upbringing was, was a Christ-like upbringing. And we went to Mass on Sundays and, and religious holidays. But there were definitely times where either I wasn't listening or God wasn't speaking to me. I mean, for most of my childhood spent in church, it was not moving me at all. You know, I can remember looking at my watch and, you know, I remember my brother picking the down feathers out of the guy's <laughs> coat in front of us, you know, anything just to get through it. But I do recall times even as a teen reaching back to God or knowing that I needed more support in reaching to God. And I just, I don't know where I would have gotten or where, where I would have been led had I not had that foundation, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so whether it was a strong foundation or not, I mean, it was there. I knew God was an option. I'm just grateful because I see our world is turning away from God and I see a lot of godless families. And so, you know, that's, that's a whole other big discussion. That's a whole other, yeah. other podcast. <clears throat> I worry for our future as a people if we, if we don't have God. When God started speaking to you, it wasn't like one thing happened and you said, I'm turning my life over to God. It was, it was a culmination <laughs> and you yeah. just, your, your ears had started to open. You were tired of feeling bad about yourself. And so your heart and your ears and your mind opened and you said you started to really know God in a real sense. Tell me more about knowing him in a real sense. Well, you know, the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh or blood, but against principalities and powers. That's in the book of Ephesians. And, you know, unfortunately, the battle, this battle that we're dealing with in our lives, it's real. You know, it's a real battle. And the Bible also says that this, Satan comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. To destroy what? Your destiny, your identity, your purpose. We were all born with a purpose. And unfortunately, um, life comes in and series of bad things happen. And for many of us, it was things that's happened in our childhood that seemed to just been following us all, all of our lives. You know, and so for me, it was this self-sabotage, you're nothing, you look at your life, you know, and so these are the voices that I'm hearing in my head at this, at this point in my life. 
um, you're nothing, look at you, you're supposed to be a, um, you know, a 20 year, 20 year old millionaire and look, you're broke. Look, your perfect credit score is going down because you can't pay your bills because you can't find a job because, and so all I'm hearing in my head is how I'm a failure how I'm nothing. Why? It's because the enemy wants me to come into agreement with the lie. Because see, the Bible says what you see now is temporary. What it, It's temporary. It's not what it's going to be. It's what God promised. That's what it's going to be. And so I, you, you can't allow what your situation looks like right now to be the determining factor of what your life is going to be forever. You know, we're on a journey and on that journey, there's going to be obstacles in your way. Think about when you're driving um, on a road trip, you know, and you hit some detours, um, you know, you, you hit you, you hit traffic. There's some some steps, some steps along the way that's going to set you back. But I believe that every setback is a setup for something greater. If I didn't go through what I went through back then, the failure, the disappointment, the lack, the abuse, you know, if I didn't go through what I went through, I wouldn't be able to sit here before you. I wouldn't be qualified to do this podcast because I wouldn't have a testimony. You know, a testimony is a story that comes from a trial that you have overcome. Moni means story. So what's the test um, of my, that, that I have overcome so that I can release to you my story? This is my story. And I'm qualified to talk to you because I've been through the process. And so for many of the listeners, you know, you may be at a place in your life where, you know, you don't know what's next. You know, you can't, either you can't find a job, you're struggling with your relationships, um, things are not going well for you. Um, but I want you to know today that there is hope, you know, it's, although it may look gloomy, although things may seem horrible, there's, there's still hope. It's not going to always be that way, you know, mm -hmm. and when you hold on to God, see, God tells the Bible, there's so many encouraging things in the Bible where the Lord tells you, you know, the days of your life were written in a book when as yet there were none of them before you even born. The story of your life was completed. God said the end, he closed the book and then you were released into your parents. You know, my husband, um, he always gives an analogy. He used to be a poker player and he said, it doesn't matter the cards that you are dealt. It's how you, how you deal those, how you deal with what you're dealt with. And so, Irregardless of what your start was or what your situation looks like right now, it can still turn out good. And the Bible says everything will work together for your good. And so if this terrible situation I'm going through now is going to benefit me in the future, then bring it on. Okay. If I have to go through lack for a period of time, it's not going to kill me. It's going to make me stronger. If I'm going through conflict in, in, in various relationships, I need this test and trial so that I can develop the skills, the tools, um, and the, the rhino skin that in the future, when greater trials and, 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 and tests come my way, I have the rhino skin. I am fortified that I can be able to handle it on a higher level. You know. Um, there's a saying, greater levels, greater devils. 
you know, and as you go up in life, as you expand, as you grow in your businesses, in your relationships, um, in your positions on your job, more challenges are going to come your way, but you're qualified to handle it because you've been there and you've done that. You've overcome that hurdle, you know, and so to answer your question, my relationship with God was necessary so that I could make it through to silence the voice of the enemy that was telling me that my life was going to be a failure forever, that it was always going to be that way. And for many of us, we need something in our lives so that we, we cannot co-sign with the devil. And what do I mean with, by that? When you come into agreement with the negative thoughts that are planted in our minds with the voices of, of lack and negativity that was spoken over your life. Could it be a parent, a principal, a bad relationship, a, 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 you know, a negative spouse, whatever it may be. When you come into agreement with those lies, you're co-signing with the enemy and you're not siding with God's truth and promise for your life, which is life, with his, which is light and hope and life and joy and peace and strength and hope. These are the things that God has for us. We serve a good God. There is a good father that's out there that wants good for our, that has good for our lives. But we have been deceived to think that the, the, the bad things that happened to us, that God did it. And that's not the case. We have a, our, our, our heavenly father is a good father. He loves us and he has so many blessings that he wants us to, to take a hold of. You know, the Bible says that Jesus came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. What is abundance? Is it just wealth? No. What, what abundance is according to the Bible is, is, is so that you can, all the things that I previously mentioned, joy, peace, good health, strength, and the list goes on. So my relationship with God has really fortified and solidified my identity and who he says that I am. So when the trials come, because I know who I am, I cannot be swayed. I'm anchored like a ship in, in a sea. I'm anchored that when the storm comes, I'm not going to waver off path because I'm anchored in Christ. Our, our lives are crazy. We're busy. We're overwhelmed. We're, yeah. we're like on a hamster wheel, most of us all day, every day. And it's hard to access that that piece of your brain where you stop and listen. It's really difficult to do that. How do you become so involved in your relationship with God that it's always there and you don't have to think so hard about it to recall it? You know what I mean? How do you, I guess, yeah. how do you live it? How do you access God 24 seven? Um, the Bible says, Carm, that a righteous man falls seven, seven times, but he gets back up again, right? It doesn't mean that on the eighth time, you know, it means that every time you fall, you get back up. The reason I'm saying that is because I haven't always, it's, I haven't always been here, you know? And when I tell you my story, that was 12 years ago, right? In the last four years, five years, since I became a mother, I've battled with depression, thoughts of suicide. I've been back around that same rodeo again, 
Why? Because as a mother, I had to stop my businesses. I had to put my life on pause. And then again, here I am facing the same obstacle. So the, the, and I'm, I'm not there anymore. Thank God. Um, but my point of saying that is that this is a journey and you have to be intentional because life is going to come and it's going to come over and over again. The, the storms of life is going to come again and again. Once you make it out, out of one storm, another storm is going to be right there knocking at your door and saying, hey, Carm, hey, come, come hey, on. girls, I'm here to take you out. <laughs> you know, you're happy now. Oh, let's let's steal that joy, you know. And so it's about really being rooted. How do I be rooted? Well, the Lord blessed me. Right. And I came up while I was in my rut with this deck. It's a beautiful deck. And it came is different things from sayings from the Bible. And in the deck, one of the cards says, I'm royalty. And it says, I am chosen by God. I am ro royalty. I am holy and unique in all my ways. One says, I'm gorgeous. I'm amazing. I'm delightful. I'm beautiful. And so I have to be intentional about this. This is my lifeline, Carm. Because if I separate from my link to the Father, the enemy is constantly at my back trying to tell me that I'm not good enough. I battle with <laughs> imposter syndrome. I battle with feelings of insecurity. You know, my, my husband says, you, you talk like you're an ugly girl. You know, I say, I know the only thing that's, I, that I can say that's beautiful about me is my personality. And he's like, no, babe, you're gorgeous. You know, I battle with this imposter syndrome, you know, and it's a constant fight because my destiny is great. Why? I am called to touch the lives of millions of women and break them out of this emotional bondage so that they can be free to be who God has called them to be so that they can be free to walk in purpose and destiny. So because my assignment and my purpose here on earth is great, the enemy is going to do everything he can to try to take me out. And so how do I stay encouraged. I read the word daily. In a busy world, as a busy mom who's constantly on the go, I have a pastor that I that I listen to online. When I'm driving in the car, when I'm washing the dishes, I love to listen to, um, you know, I listen to the, on YouTube, I do soaking healing scriptures. You know, there's so many things that you can listen to, but I listen to the word of God. Because the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word of God builds up my faith so that I can be secure in my identity that when the devil comes to tell me who I am not and his proof is m m what I see around me, I can stand firm and secure because I'm anchored saying no. I just heard the word today and oh, I just looked up at, on my Bible app for two seconds. Mm -hmm. I, I'll open up the Bible app and there'll be a scripture there and I'll read it in its seconds. And God says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, if a difficult moment can come, you know, this too shall pass, you know, all things work together for the good, you know, and I'm so as because I'm constantly hearing these things, I make time in my little bits and pieces of moment because I don't have time. And um, in those in those those moments, I'm intentional about what I'm listening to. I don't just listen to anything. I don't scroll through social media. I, I don't read just any kind of books, but the books I read are encouraging, either from a pastor mm -hmm. that I love or self-help, something that's going to build me up because I cannot afford 
to give ear to the enemy because he will take whatever ground I give him. I want to hear more about that deck, that deck. Is that, is that something that's available? Is that, can people order that? (laughs) Oh yeah. You can order through my website. It's a card, but, um, yeah, it's a deck of cards. It's 30 declarations, but uh, it's 30 It's a 30 card deck, but there's like over 66 declarations Mm -hmm. because it's two sided. Mm-hmm. The um the fur the front of it you would say you know I am an in- incredible I am one of a kind I am favored and then on the back I'll just read I am favored on the back of favored it says I am favored by God and man everywhere I go blessings upon blessings overtake me doors supernaturally open for me and unexpected unexpected favor is granted to me. You know, and um, the Bible says that thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established. And so we have so much power as just humans, you know, that we can speak, we speak our destiny. Life and death is in the power of the tongue, you know, and many a times, you know, we have to be so mindful of our words. And so I created this deck so that you know, in my moments of despair that I'll, I can randomly, because I'm so busy, I don't have time, like I did before kids, to just go through each each card and spend an hour. So I'll be busy one day, I'll just randomly pick up a deck and say, I am worthy. And on the back, I'm worthy of every blessing that is coming to me. I'm the best, I deserve the best. Oh yes, I deserve the absolute best. You know, and so in my moments, I'll just run, run to the deck and then I'll you know, pick up a a random card and I'll read it. And then I'll meditate on that throughout the day. You know, the Lord says that I am the best. The Lord says that I'm strong. So I'm going to make it through this moment. Just breathe, Toya. You're strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You can do this because God is giving you the strength. You're supposed to be a mom of three and a businesswoman and a coach and a wife and a daughter. You can do this. You are strong. And, and, and I just meditate on that throughout the day. And so, yeah, that's, that's my deck that the Lord gave me. <laughs> We're going to wow. give everybody your information at the end of this when we wrap up in case they want to get their hands on it. I know I sure do. Thank you. So tell us about why do you think so many of us are, are stuck with all the negativity and, and the emotional bondage and the, you know, the negative voices? How did we get here? You know, Carm, that's a, that's a great question. You know, how did, how did we get here? We lost sight of first things, you know, the, our, 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 the nation that we live in has taken God, God, God out of the picture, you know, and then, you know, of course, when you take God out of the picture, the whole, everything falls apart, you know, from the family structure is the foundation of, you know, the first thing God did in the Bible was created a family, you know, when the home is divided, you know, then everything else falls out of place. And so here you have broken homes, you know, broken homes become broken, children, children, broken homes become broken adults, you know, and so all of that kind of plays a role in everything that's happening. But that aside, you know, we live in a society where God is not the foundation of it. How we got away from from God is we live in a society where it's all about self-gratification. You know, it's I want to do what pleases me, what feels good for me. 
you know, and when you do things God's way, I'm going to tell you this, some things that God requires you to do, it doesn't feel good, you know, to forgive that person that went off on you, to forgive that person that abused you. It doesn't feel good to love your enemies. It doesn't feel good, you know, to uh, to abstain from pre sex before marriage. And, you know, it's I'm, I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And we live in a society where it's about everything that pleases me and going God's way is totally against the grain. And that's why we walk, we're in a society that's not of God. That's why you hit the nail on the head. It's hard <laughs> to walk in God's yeah. path. It really is. Um, can we get through life without God? Can we get through life without believing in a higher power that there is a force of good. And this is a two-sided question and probably another podcast. <laughs> and, <laughs> and what if we don't all believe in the same God? The, the, that second question now, you know, that second question can, can step on some toes, but um, <clears throat> can we get through life without God? I'm going to say no. You know, many people are, you know, going through life without God and if you really sit down and have a conversation with them, they're struggling, you know, they're, they're hopeless, they're bound, they're depressed, they deal with anxiety, they have pain in their bodies, you know, they're, they're going through. Why? Because life is hard. Life is tough. Life is challenging. Life can be disappointing. And where is your hope? When everything around you is bleak, and, and, and in 2020, there was death on every side. Where does your hope come from? You know, and so for me, I don't think it's possible to go through life without a higher power, you know? And um, there's so many different faiths out there. And for whatever those people believe in, that gives them their hope. Now, the second question that you asked me, I believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, that that's the only way to the Father. And that's just my faith. That's what I believe. That's what I stand on. And that's what I've seen over the years. Christianity is the only faith that says that I'm not good. Let me, let me preface that. Um, many people say, you, all you have to do is be good, and, that, and then you can go to heaven. But who sets the standard for good? You know, Christianity is the only faith that says that we're not good, but in Christ, because we know that you know, not everyone knows, but Jesus died on the cross and his death paid the price for our sins, right? And so now we're covered in the blood. And so I believe, so Latoya, I'm just speak for myself. Latoya, anyone that knows me will tell you I'm sweet, I'm kind, I'm always nice, and that's true. But Latoya deals with my battle is in here, you know, my, ne my negative thoughts. Or I'm not, you, you'll never see me yelling. My husband and I, we don't yell at each other. It's in here, the thoughts. And that's what makes me, that's why I'm not, I'm not good because sometimes I don't have bad thoughts, I don't have good thoughts. Sometimes I want to do wrong. You know, sometimes I want to go off on that person who just went off on me, you know? And so I'm not, I'm not good 
in that regards. According to God's standards, I'm not good, but the blood of Jesus covers me and covers my sins and washes me clean. And therefore I am made righteous in Christ. You know, the Bible says not by works so any man can boast, you know, I'm not by what I do so that I can be boastful about it. And so to answer your question, Christianity is the only faith that says your deeds that qualify is it, your deeds doesn't qualify you um, to get into into heaven. You know, all the other faith says if you do good, you can go you can go to heaven. But who sets the standard for what is good? You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, we live in a society, and I'm gonna touch on another topic um, that says um, it's okay to kill um, a child, an unborn child, and so according to standard society, if killing an unborn child is okay, then that may, you know, this, who sets the standards for good, you know? And so that's why I believe that, you know, Jesus is the way, the truth, and he's the only way. And so that answers your second question. Have you helped women that don't believe or like- Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I actually have helped women who do not believe in God. And it's not my responsibility to superimpose or force my faith on anyone. You know, the Bible says that we are living epistles read of men. You know, my life, how I live, is the only exposure to Jesus that some people will ever have, you know. And so, yes, I minister to any kind of woman that's going through. And, um, and I don't superimpose my faith. You know, because the beautiful thing, the principles of the Bible apply to, it, to, to, to your life, even, if, you know, if you, if you believe it or not, you know, and so that it's about having hope for me, my hope is in Christ. Um, and if you don't believe, then find something to hope to, to lean on when, when the storms of life come your way. So yes, I do. I do minister to anyone. And tell us, tell us about your current mission. Well, my my ideal client is um, a Bible Bible believing Christian woman, of course, because that's what the foundation of my business. It's Thou Art Beautiful Women's Empowerment Ministry, you know, and because the foundation of everything that I'm teaching from is the Bible. And so generally when I'm working with someone, I will say, this is where all of my, everything I'm teaching you here, everything that we're walking through comes from the Bible, you know, and if they're okay with that, then we can continue. If not, generally it may not be a good match because that's all I know, you know? And so um, my mission at Thou Art Beautiful is to see women fulfill their destiny so that they can be free and really see life through a new lens, you know, because many of us are looking through life through the, through a broken lens. And all we see is, you know, brokenness around us. All we see our vision for our destiny is not clear, you know? And so I want you to be clear when you work with me, I want to kind of shift your perspective so that you can begin to see yourself the way God sees you. 
as as beautiful as someone who is here for a purpose you know and that your life means something and that you are worth loving and your life is worth living and then i kind of map out a roadmap of look how are we going to take your dreams your visions that something that that's on the inside of you and how do we make it an, an, an a reality you know, and um, I want to see women free from the emotional bondage that's within them. Many women, and I'll speak for myself, when I became a mom, I used to do daily record um, videos on Periscope. That's before Facebook Live became a thing. And I had a huge audience. The day I became a mom, it stopped. And I haven't started since. And I'm working now, I'm working back to that because I'm, you know, I'm here with you and I'm, get, I'm coming out of my boulder, you know, coming out from under the rock. But I was at really in a place after I became a mom where I couldn't see a way on how to do anything because the responsibilities of life was really, every time I would try to do something, it was as a debate, a baby would cry or I would, be, I would become pregnant again. And I didn't have, you know, the, the support network that I needed to, you know, everything that I needed, it, it was, there were obstacles on every side. And I know calm, calm, you're a mom, you, you know what I'm talking about um, from, you. and so I just couldn't see a way. And I was this year, this year, as of recent, I was able to figure out how to get things done. Okay. As a mom of three babies, um, how how to how to lose this mommy weight? I was able to figure that out from January till now. I was able to lose twenty pounds. I figured out that I can exercise with my kids. I, I figured out that I can start a business. I actually um, wrote a book in the, in these last three months. I um, I launched my ministry. Thou art beautiful. You know, there's so many things that I was able to accomplish, although I felt stuck you know, if that answers your question. So that's my, my mission is to really transform the lives of broken women so that they can be free and um, see themselves, see life through a different lens and know what your purpose is and then kind of map out a step-by-step -step strategy to turn that dream and make it a reality. COVID, I think, has put a new light on everything, of course. And oh, yeah. we're all reevaluating everything I think if oh we absolutely are, if, if you're human you're kind of looking yeah. at, at everything and reevaluating your life and what you do with your time and part of uh this girl puts out I have been introduced to a lot of amazing women offering a lot of different types of interventions for people to improve their lives whether it's you know, health-based or beauty-based or, but what you're doing is essentially faith-based coaching. And it makes yes. perfect sense because people are looking to draw from a source, right? From a lens. And yeah. this is actually like the first lens. This is the, the big lens looking at yourself through through God's eyes. It's absolutely the more I talk to you, the more I realize that this is the lens that we should be yeah. starting from when we're trying yeah. to improve our lives. You know, we're we're reaching for face cream. <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> so I don't know. It just uh it's it's 
I'm trying to put this into perspective along with all the other things that I've learned this past year. And it just makes so much sense. Um, so faith-based coaching is essentially what you are doing. And it's just yes. another way of pulling somebody out. But yeah. it is truly a very, very meaningful way to mm -hmm. help someone. Yeah. So faith-based coaching versus non-faith-based coaching. I mean, there's a place for both, obviously. Yeah. You know, we need a lot of tools to get through mm -hmm. life. As you <laughs> said, life is hard. We can't just use one thing, but a better relationship with God, a deeper relationship with God and learning how to access him, I think is just brilliant and necessary. Thank you. So how do you help women? What is it that um, a woman can expect out of a, a relationship with you? When you work with me, you'll never feel stuck again, okay? See, my unwavering promise is so that you can have a renewed sense of hope, you know, f feeling fulfilled, you know, having a clear roadmap of what your goals, what your goals in life are, you know, and through instructions through the Lord, through the, that's why I say it's faith-based, you know, um, we're going to silence the voice of the enemy so that you can see a way out of your situation. Imagine operating on another realm, having power, confidence, and an authority so you can dominate in life. You know, God didn't call us to just be, like you said earlier, to be on the hamster wheel of life. You know, God wanted us to be free. And I have a five-step system that I walk our women through from first let's figure out what's the issues that's keeping you bound you know let's let's address that what are the negative thoughts that you're going that's going on in your head let's let's address those negative thoughts what's the root of it because many a times right you may go to a counselor and then they'll address the issue but the problem the problem is like Addressing an issue without really going to the root of it is like if you have garbage and there's flies around and you just fan the flies out. No, we have to take the garbage out. We have to uproot those things that's on the inside that's keeping you bound. And then, and then for many of us, we're, we're, the, the thoughts are still there because we're dealing with unforgiveness, unforgiveness, unforgiveness of things that's happened in the past, things that has been done to us that we're still living with, that still torments us. Walk, stepping away from that and then accepting that you are beautiful just the way God made you, whether it's your full or your thin lips, your big, big nose or your little petite nose, your big bulging eyes that are just gorgeous or your ears that protrude, whatever it is, you are beautiful. If you have a couple rolls on the side, you're beautiful. Embrace who you are and how God made you and accept Except, and then of course, for, for, for the women who, who have businesses and, and you know they have the responsibilities of life, whether it's a job or motherhood, accepting that this is where I am right now. And I may not be able to do all the things that I used to do, but I can take little steps, little baby steps to, 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 um, to walk me through to a, a achieving my goal. And then the final step is just, let's manifest that goal. 
let's map out a step-by-step -step strategy on how we can take, if, if it is a dream that you want to accomplish, a business you want to start, let's do a step-by-step -step strategy on how we can make those dreams a reality so you can no longer feel stuck and, uh, and be free to fulfill your dreams. And so that's that's what I do. I want you to live a life you've always dreamed of so that you can be free from the fears, the fears of failure and thoughts of inadequacy. That's, that's what I do. I'm just, I'm excited for the girl who's listening right now, who can't wait to get your contact information and, and pick <laughs> up the phone and uh, get in touch with you. So tell us um, how we can find you. How can we, we get to you? You can get to me via email at transform at latoyafonville.com or through my website, thouartbeautiful.com. T-H-O-U-A-R-T, beautiful.org, excuse me, .org, thouartbeautiful.org. And through my website, you can also order my deck. And then I also have an audio series it's a, uh, that's connected to the deck. The, it's my 30, 30 day kingdom confidence transformation series. If you, if you can get, um, it's a, like a little flash drive, you can get that as well. And then I have a devotional that you can pre-order. It should be released in June. And um, that, that's, that's how you can reach me. This has been a wonderful conversation. I've really enjoyed it. And you are beautiful. And thank you, Carm. I'm just so are you, darling. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I'm so grateful that we met and that, you know, we have we have similar goals. We want women to to feel good and be happy and be free and put that good forward. You yes, know, put, yes. put that good out into the world. And we can't do that until until we feel better about ourselves and realize that absolutely we are beautiful and we do have a bigger purpose so thank you for joining me today and helping my listeners find another another tool to make them great to make them whole and you are just amazing thank you so much carmen can i say one thing to the viewers yes before we close out yes. you know if you're listening in on this it's not by accident you know for some of you you may be at a place in your life where you can't see a way out, you know, but I just want you to know that, you know, with God, all things are possible, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it's always looked like, no matter what it feels like, that tomorrow can be different, next year can be different for you. You know, you have to just believe and begin to make the baby steps. Start with shifting what you think about yourself. S begin to say, I'm beautiful, I'm amazing, I'm great. Even if you don't feel that way, even if I'm wealthy, even if you're struggling financially, even if you look in the mirror and you don't know, you don't like what you say, begin to say that until something shifts on the inside of you so that you can silence the voice of the enemy. So I just want you to be encouraged, continue hoping, but remember never give up because there's someone out there that needs what you have. Your life is worth living and you are really worth loving. You are beautiful. Thank you so much, Carm. It's really been a pleasure. I appreciate and I love you. It's just so amazing. So thank you, Carm. <laughs> appreciate this relationship and I wish you the best and this girl puts out is officially signing off thanks for tuning in 
If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And for more stories about real-life women, visit thisgirlputsout.com.